Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Second to last blot in Maseches Yoma, Bar Hashem. Very exciting. Finishing another Masechta. This is our sixth Masechta that we have uh, finished as a Chabura. And it has been, to date, a year and a half, almost exactly. That's pretty... This is January, uh, January 5th or 6th. And today is July, so it's exactly, it's pretty close. It's almost exactly a year and a half to date. The first six Masechtas of Shas. For today, today we're going to be starting at the bottom of Pei Vav um, Three, four, five lines from the bottom at the word Mifarsimin. Hey, peanut gallery. Mark, study, are you going to learn Torah with us? We're, we're, uh, we're live right now. It's we're, we're live. All right. <laughs> so we're learning Masech Asyuma Daf Zayin. If you have yet to sign up for the Siyum, we, uh, we have approximately 50 people signed up already to be in person at the Siyum. Thank you, Mark, for hosting. Alldaf.org slash Siyum. would love to have you. Says the Gemara 5. the deadline to sign up? Basically tomorrow morning. Because I just need a maximum number of people. So, so people I, listening tomorrow afternoon, they should, know it's yeah, too late. they should know that you should be signed up by Wednesday night latest. Thank you very That's much. Tonight. That's tonight. That's right now. I don't know when you're listening, but uh, if you signed up after Wednesday night, I'm not if promising you any food. That's a big problem. Yeah. Says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom. If you have a, a chanaf, a person who's uh, very disingenuous, that they're, that we would call them fakers, maybe would be the language we would use. Then we, we're mefarsim them. We, we, we out them. Why? Says the Gemara, because those people are mechalulei Hashem. That's not the right way to do things. So then says the Gemara, how do we know this is true? Because the public says, when the righteous moves away from their tzidkos, and now they're doing bad, then we put a stumbling block in front of them, which seems to, the, the Gemara, it's an indirect limud, but the Gemara seems to say from here that we can therefore be mefarsim, this person, because they are being mechalalei shem shamayim. Four lines from the bottom, chuvas hamuchlatin, even a person who is a definite rasha, their chuvas is me'akeves ha'puranus, is able to uh, prevent bad things from happening. As we mentioned yesterday, the power of chuva is unreasonable and miraculous. That even though a gzardin has already been there, a gzardin of puranus, even if a rasha davens for chuva, the halacha is that it can withhold the dangers of puranus. Says the Gemara, shalvas rishayim sofa takala. If there are tranquil times for a rasha, that's usually pretty bad news. Uh, the Mishnah Brewer in a couple of places says something along the lines of Shiamum Medili Dezima. When you're bored, bad things happen. So when you're a Russia, you're not sitting and focusing on uh, on the good things that we're supposed to do with our time. So for Takala, the odds are that you'll end up doing more Averas. The Gemara goes into a, a story, not really a story, first an idea and then a story, which is when a person takes a leadership role, it buries those who are involved in it. What does that mean? So it seems to be that there are a lot of responsibilities, as we will see in the Gemara, as to being a leader in the community. And the Gemara says that for these leaders, Aram uh, from a financial perspective, when people go into communal leadership roles, it's usually not for the money that's in it. Uh, usually it's because you're idealistic, whatever the case may be, but you go in, you go in as broke as you come out. It does, nothing changes financially for you, Ulevai. And it would be just amazing, that when a person leaves their, their public communal role, that they have, haven't done any Averas like it was on day one when they started, like the day that they started. That would be amazing, but it's usually not that way. It's very difficult when you're in a communal role. Uh, I work for community organizations. You have to you have to work very hard to to speak properly and to make sure that there's no incidental or intentional, God forbid, lashon hara. It's, you have to make sure to stay on the straight and narrow, and everything has to be yosher l'shem shamayim. It's very challenging. 
Then the Gemara interjects with a couple of stories. Rav, Rav, of course, the great Amora was a Dayan. Ki hafik dina, when he was going to go to Bezdin to be a Dayan, to sit in Bezdin, Omar Hachi, he would say about the following. Bitsavu nafshe, he said, I've taken upon myself the Katala nafik to go get myself killed. What does that mean? So the Mephorshim explained that... Uh, uh, that he was uh, in a scenario where he was poskening things. And if he would have made a mistake, then that could have been very, very dangerous. And we'll see this. Uh, if you look at Rashi on the top of the next Amud, the second Rashi, Dibur Hamaschel, Azil, that's Lisa Onesh Chet Shema Yishke Bedin. He was saying, if you make a mistake in a psaq and you're the Dayan, that's a big problem for you and you can earn earn shin for that. And not only is it uh, difficult uh, to be a Dayan in that way, uh, the needs of the house, he's not around to do the to help around the house in that way. And he doesn't make a lot of money. A Dayan can't get paid for his psakim. That would be bribery. So a Dayan gets paid basically in uh, in an amount that would have been equal to his time, but it's not specifically for Dayanus. It's a bit of a workaround so that there's no sense of quid pro quo. I pay your salary. I give a bigger donation to the to your particular bezdin. So therefore you should give me a good din. That's not allowed. Then says the Gemara, uh, same as before, that there should hopefully be no Averas in, uh, in that work. Rava, that was Rav. Rava, this is a couple generations later, when he was going to go be a Dayan. Last two words on Pevav. Ahmed Bey says the Gemara, Omar Hachi, this is what he would say, similar language, but Savunafshe, I've taken upon myself to go into a very dangerous job because I'm a Dayan and I could make a mistake. But Savu say the needs of the house, Lesu Abid, he's not around. But Rekon, Azil, same as before, he doesn't come home with a lot more money. We should hopefully have it be the case that. Uh, that one doesn't do any Averas when they are in these leadership roles of Dayana. He says the Gemara on the top of Pei Zayin Amur Aleph, the last full blot in Maseches Yuma. <laughs> when he would see that there were uh, groups of people following him, right? In America, we do this with famous people. We do it with Gedolim also. Baruch Hashem Lahabdil. So when you see that there are throngs of people following you and you're a big Gadol, Omar, he would quote from the Pasuk, all of a sudden your head is up in the clouds. You're such a Chash of Azach, says the Gemara, uh, quoting the Pasuk, at the, at the end of the day, you're no different than the feces in the ground. It all get, turns to ash. Keep yourself humble. That's what the Gemara says. And the Pasuk concludes, Ro'av Yomar Ayo. They'll say, where is he? In the end, we're remembered, hopefully, for the meaningful things that we've added to the world while we're here. This life is the uh, the temporary. This life is not the Iker. Uh, and the uh, the next world is the Iker. That's why the mission of Perkeyavis calls this world a prose door. It's just a hallway. We should make as many impactful accomplishments as we can for the sake of the Klal and for the sake of building a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Please, God, will live a long, healthy, happy life. And then we move on to the Iker. Says the Gemara, Rav Zutra, when he would be carried on people's shoulders on the Shabbos of a Regal, on the Shabbos of a Yontif, Hava Omar, he would say, Kilo Olam, uh, who's going to remember me forever? You're going to hold, hold on to the crown forever? Uh, life is short. So he did that to keep himself humble. The Gemara says, Rasha Loto, to show favor of a Russia is not a good idea. It's not good for them to have favor shown toward them in this world. <coughs> and the Gemara gives an example, 10 lines down, it wasn't good for him that he had a, that he had a positive show in this world. So that's not good that uh, he, he didn't get the bad in, in these days, uh, in this world, and that led to even more Averas, which was worse for him in the, wrong run, in the long run. 
but to show favor to a, to a Jew in Mishpat, it's better for a tzaddik in this world also. He should not have too much panim And the Gemara gives as an example, that not everybody showed favor to Moshe. How so? The famous story by the, by the water that was supposed to come out of the rock. You didn't believe in me, so the people didn't believe. Could you imagine? We look at Moshe, I mean, Moshe had Moshe lokam Moshe, like unbelievable, Moshe Rabbeinu. But there were people in the generation, Dasan and Aviram and Korach, and all of the different stories of rebellion that in the Sefer that we're, that we're reading now in Chumash and Bamidbar. And there were a lot of problems that people didn't listen to Moshe, people complained a lot, Moshe Rabbeinu. But remember, but he was a leader in the community and people shepherded him for it. So says the Gemara, that was good for him that he went through that. They believed in him. So then that he wouldn't have died at that time. We, this is a very difficult Gemara to understand. I looked in the Meforshim to try and find shot here. I couldn't find one. What does that mean? That we want to rapidly get to death? What, what, what does that mean? It must be that he already lived out his life. Uh, it's hard to explain. I don't know exactly what it means. He would have died later than earlier. Then says the Gemara, one third of the way down, about 10 lines before the wide lines, Ashrayim the Tzadikim. There's a big blessing to the righteous. Does that mean we live forever? No. At this point, right. It, that's not how it's translated in the Mephorshim. It's just a difficult Gemara to understand one way or the other, even if it's that way, but that's not how the art school didn't translate it that way. And the art school didn't explain either what, why this strange language is dying earlier than later. I looked in the Marsha, I looked in the, a couple of the Mephorshim in the back, I didn't see anything and I didn't have a lot of time to look anymore. It says the Gemara, there's a big, uh, a big happiness to Tzadikim. What's that? It's not just great for them. Of course it's great for them. It's uh, sweet in this world and sweet in the next world. That if you have a big Tzadik, so then the impact of the righteousness of what we do now will impact our children and grandchildren. That should be, a, that should be an, an, of interest to us if we want to have an impact on our families. The more righteous we are, the better it is for them. Not only is it good for them, but it's also good for the next generations. There were plenty of children of Aaron. Others could have been burnt as well. But they weren't. But because of Schus Avos, because Aaron was a tzaddik, not all of his children were killed. This is not our pshat in the Pasuk. We looked at the, at the Pesukim and Chumash. Seemed to say that only two of the children did something wrong, so they were killed. The others seem to have also been held accountable, but they were not punished accordingly because of Schus Avos. I don't know. That's, not, that's what the Gemara says, but that's what it says, that because of Schus Avim. But Rishayim are the opposite. They've got it back. It's not, it's bad enough that they are doing things bad for themselves. But they also leave problems for the future generations. We know in the Torah that Canaan had a lot of children who were able to get smicha, like Tevi, who was one of the avadim of Rabban Gamliel, famous from Asechus Brachos, Tevi Avdo, from the Mishnayis there. But not everyone from Canaan could have the same schos as Tevi Avdo because the ancestry of Canaan, they were bad people, they were, he was a Russia. So that had an, an implication that not everyone was able to get smicha, like Tevi, so a lot of them didn't, uh, didn't didn't merit. Uh, last of the very short lines, call a mezake as harabim ein chet baliado. If a person is mezake the rabim, so then we are under the assumption uh, that no chet will uh, will happen to them. Anyone who causes sins in public, the word kimat is removed by the Mephorshim, they are, they're not going to merit doing chuba. So this Gemara on its face is not how it's actually understood. First of the very long lines on Pezayin and Madalab, why do we say such a thing? 
It's a not so much that you will never do an Avera, it's that we make sure that you are not punished. What does that mean? My time, if you're a tzaddik and you're a good guy, then you're talmidim. You were Mazake the Rabbim. So your Talmidim, they're going to go to, to Agan Eden because you were you were a good Rebbe to them. But, but but the guarantee is that you won't go to Gehenim. Why? Because it's not reasonable that the Rebbe should be in Gehenim and the Talmidim should be in Gan Eden. You should not let my soul go down into the pit, into the which is a reference to Gehenim. And for the Chasidim, they should not see destruction. And therefore, there's uh, it's not so much that you won't do an Avera, it's that you won't have the same, you won't you won't be sent to Gehenim because you've done something right. You may violate Averas. You shouldn't do so intentionally, as we saw on the previous page, and as we'll see again uh, a little bit later today. We don't do Averas intentionally under the assumption that Yom HaKippur will be Mechaper. You don't get Kapara for that. Then says the Gemara, trying to explain the second side, the other side of that coin. What does that mean? So halfway down three lines into the wide lines, when we said that someone who causes sins for the public, so then Chuba doesn't help them, says the Gemara, if the leader of the community is such a bad person, he causes others to, to sin, and those people are going to go to Gehenim because they sin, well, we don't all of a sudden want this guy to do Chuba and end up in Ganeden with all of his uh, Talmidim being in Gehenim. It's not fair. So therefore, that's his own ish, is that if you are you will be in Gehenim, and you are, even your tshuva is not going to help you here. And must speaking be other lasos tshuva. Shaloi hehu begehenim v'tamida beganeidim v'tamida begehenim. Shneimar, as the pasuk says, other mashuk v'dam nefesh. If a person who's involved with blood, with with murder, um, with ad bor yanus al yis mechuba, we're not going to we're not going to let him out. We're going to make sure that he he maintains his punishment. At the two dots, haomer echatave ashuv echatave ashuv. If a person says I'm going to sin and then I'll do tshuva, I'm going to sin and then I'll do tshuva. So says. The Gemara, the obvious question. Why does the Mishnah have to say the same exact language two times? Why would the Mishnah do that? So it says the Gemara, just like the opinion of Once a person does an Avera, and they repeat it even once, so then Hutralo, it says it's, it's mutter to them. It says the Gemara, of course he doesn't think it's mutter. He knows Shulchan Arach, he knows Psukim and Chomish, he knows what he did is wrong. When we do Avera, it's very, we usually know that we're doing something wrong. We usually have the ideas that we know what's happening. So it says the Gemara, no. Elanase is lokeheter. It's the psychology we spoke about the other day that the more a person does an Avera, the less severe that Avera becomes. The more you see something, the more you say something, whatever it is, the more you do something wrong. <coughs> it is always the case that in your brain, it becomes less and less severe. At the two dots, two thirds of the way down. We said that if a person does an Avera <clears throat> with the intent of saying, yeah, I'm going to do this Avera, but Yom Kippur will take care of me and everything will be fine. So our Mishnah said, you don't get Kapara for that. Lema, maybe we should say, that our Mishnah is not like Rebbe. Why? What does Rebbe say? The Tanya, the Brice writes, Rebbe Omer al Kol Avera Shabbatar no matter what type of Avera you do, you get Kapara and Yom Kippur. That seems to imply that even if you were to do an Avera that you intentionally did with the with the intent of utilizing Yom Kippur as your clean slate. So says the Gemara, that must be like Rebbe. And if that's true, that's Rebbe. And if that's true, then that's not like our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah says that if you do an Avera with specific intent of Yom Kippur being Mechaper, that it doesn't work. But over here, we see that Rebbe says it does work. It says, even Rebbe would agree. It's true what, what the Rebbe said in the Brisa that if you do Chuba and don't do Chuba, Yom Kippur would work. But even he would agree 
that if you're specifically utilizing this, this magical kula, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like it's, you know, it's the intentional, I'm going to intentionally slash the tires. It, it, it doesn't work like that. And therefore you can't, uh, you can't rely on that. And our Mishnah is even according to Rebbe. Are we uh, on top of Yom Kippur. It's like you're utilizing Yom Kippur. Yeah. <clears throat> We said in our Mishnah that there's a distinction between There's a contradiction in Psukim. We had said That's what we said that if you have a, if you have a tension between you and one of your chaverim, so Yom Kippur doesn't help with that. You have to you have to get pius. You have to get appeasement from one of your friends who you've done something wrong for. But the pasuk says, and let's look at the language of the pasuk. What does this pasuk mean? If you do a sin man to man, this is actually I remember when I was in college, my my Hebrew professor said, "What is the shorish of the word tefila?" So we all went to day school. We're like, oh, we know, tough pelamid, incorrect pelamid. Hey, good pelamid. We were all along as palal, which means to which means to speak. So says the Gemara. That's shot in the pasuk here. We should say And you you talk to a kaddish baruch namely you do tshuva. But you just said a second ago that you can't get tshuva when you have a problem. But the pasuk seems to say All you have to do is talk to Hashem. Says the Gemara. No, it's not Elohim. It's Elohim. It's it's human being judges. Says the Gemara. Man Elohim is Dayana. It's talking about people. You have to. To go to Bezdin, whatever it is, you have to work it out with your friend, whatever it takes. But tshuva alone is insufficient when it comes to chaverim. That's incorrect. You have to you have to make sure that you actually speak to them directly. Yelchi says the Gemara is safe, but later we see something that doesn't seem to work. Uh, if you did a sin to Hashem, ish. Can you can you dive into him? So what does that mean? That doesn't seem like we're talking about going to Bezdin. <laughs> but it's a Kodesh Baruch What are you going to Bezdin for? So it says the Gemara Hachi Kamar. This is Pshat. We're about 20, 15 lines from the bottom, three quarters of the way down. says the Gemara Hachi Kamar. If a person doesn't have a between Ben Amla Chavero, Ishla Ish, person to person, and then he speaks to a Kodesh Baruch and he says, I want to do tshuva. And he speaks to the... And, uh, and he speaks to the person, Ufilolo, and they talk and they work things out. They go to Bezdin, whatever it is. Then, Elokim Yimcholo, then he'll get forgiveness. If he doesn't have between man and Hashem, what should he say? So says the Gemara, Tshuva, different girsas here. The Meforshim point out there's a lot of different textual uh, girsas here. If you look in the Meforshim, it, it actually says that. If you look in the Meforshim here on the side, it says in Oskatan Zain Birifu Virash Harbe Shinuim Bimemros Ela. In these Gemaras, there are a lot of textual differences and anomalies. Very hard to be textually accurate here. It's hard to know exactly why is what's my symptovim? What does that have to do with anything? We're talking about generating tshuva. We're not talking about good deeds right now. And and tshuva is not a good deed, it's a mitzvah doraisa. So it's a very strange language to see my symptovim here. Fine. Anyone who uh, who angers one of their friends, even with words, you need to get some kapara, shenemar, a lengthy collection of psukimir. If you are a guarantor for one of your friends, you opened up your palm to one of your friends, and then and then you get all trapped up and you get into a fight with him. What should you do? How can you be saved? When it comes to opening your hand for your friends, you should open up your hand 
hands and be lenient. Basically, you should be forgiving. If you have money, uh, then open up your hand and just give it to him. Try and get kapara if you have any difficulties with him. And if not, if there's no money to be given over, here, but Allah rain, bring friends around and publicly ask him. It doesn't say this in the Gemara, but that's what the Mepharshim say. And publicly ask him for forgiveness. Famous halacha. You should ask a person for forgiveness three times in front of three people. As the Pasuk reads, that's what the Pasuk says. How do we get from here three times? It doesn't say anything about three times. Thank you to Rashi. Rashi is on the Tosfo side in the outer margin, about 15 lines down Dibur Hamaschil. Rashi says, Three times you should try to appease your friend. With three people each. Every time you should, uh, every, every single time. How do we know? The Pasuk we just said, Yashor. Uh, Says the Gemara, Yashor Lashon Shura, Vein Shura Pchusa Mishalash Bnei Adam. So still, three people, three times. Still, even from the pasuk, it's very hard. Even with Rashi, it's uh, not so simple how they got to that. But that's how the how the pasuk is understood. We're ten lines from the bottom. of Yosi Bar Chanina. If you're asking forgiveness from your friend, so says the Gemara. Al Yivakesh Mimenu Yosi Mishalosh Pe'amim. It shouldn't be more than three times. Ana Sana Ve'Ata Sana. The word Ana or Na, which is similar words, is used three times in the pasuk. Ana Sana Ve'Ata Sana. Three times maximum. V'Imesif Rachmana Litzlana person. And passes away before you can ask for kapara. What should you do? Maybe a sarbane adam umamid and alkiro. You should uh, find ten men. And you should go to the person's kever Omer, and you should say, "Chatasi laHashem Elokei Israel, Uleploni Shechavaltibo." I not only sin to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but I also sin to this person who is buried here, Shechavaltibo, that I caused damages to. The Gemara tells a couple of stories. Ten lines, nine lines from the bottom. Rav Yirmiya havale milsa l'Rebbe Abba b'Hadei. Rav Yirmiya and uh, Rebbe Abba, who had a milsa, they had something between them. They had a tension. Azal esiva dasha the Rebbe Abba. So Rav Yirmiya went to the doorway. The dasha is a threshold of the doorway. He was standing there. He was about to knock on the door. And at that very same time, b'Hadei the Shadi Amse Maya. At the same time that the Amsa, that the maidservant, was spilling out water from cleaning the house. So Mata Zarzife the Maya Reshe, and there were some droplets of water that fell on the head of Rav Yirmiya as he was going to ask for kapara. Omar, he took it as Musra. Asa uni have been made into garbage. Kara anafshi, and he said about himself, now I have to dig myself out of the pit. So uh, then all of a sudden, Rabbi Abba heard this, Shama Rabbi Abba v'nafik When Rabbi Abba heard this, he, he, know, he knew that his, uh, his Baal his Plugta, he was having a fight with him. So he's standing at the door with uh, dirty water dripping on his head from the next floor, from the floor above. So v'nafik he went out to greet him, Omar lay. And what did uh, Rabbi Abba say? Now I need to get forgiveness from you. As the Pasuk says, the Pasuk we saw earlier, you should be gentle, you should open your hand and try to be forgiving. That's story number one. Next story, five lines from the bottom. When Rav Zerah would have tension with someone, they'd have a fight. He'd make sure that he was physically in, this, in, a, in the local presence of that person. So that the person would have the opportunity with ease to come over and ask for forgiveness. I don't think you should walk up to the person and stare at them longingly, hoping that they're going to figure out. No, they should do it on their own. It shouldn't be awkward. But you also shouldn't be hiding in a corner to avoid the person because you should give them a reasonable opportunity to ask for forgiveness. Rav Rav had a particular machlokas with the local butcher. During the year, he didn't go to him to ask for forgiveness, even though that would have been ideal. At the 11th hour on Erev Yom Kippur, Amar Ihu, he said, And I'm going to go to the butcher today, and I'm going to ask him for forgiveness. 
Three lines from the bottom. Paga be Ravuna. While Rav was walking to the butcher, he bumped into Ravuna. It's Erev Yom Kippur. Where are you going? You should be eating. You should be sitting at home. You should be preparing for the fast, drinking Gatorade, get your electrolytes in. What are you doing? I'm going to the butcher's house. Laplanya is an anonymous person. I'm going to this person to ask him for forgiveness. It's the butcher. Omar, he said, Ravuna said to Rav, you're going to end up killing someone. This is not the time to do this. You should have done it. It is the time to do it, but you're going to end up injuring someone. Still, Rav did not heed the warning. He still got up and he went. So Rav went to go find the butcher, knocks on the door. When he walks into the butcher, the butcher was sitting there and he was cutting up the head. He was cutting up bones of an animal. The butcher raised up his eyes and saw that Rav had come to ask for forgiveness. Abat. Abba, is that you? Rav, you came into my store. Zil, get out. I have no interest in speaking with you. That's not a good conversation to have. Um, unfortunately, it was the last conversation he ever had because says the Gemara in the very last line, Bahadi de Kapali Resha, while he was cutting up some of the bones after he made that comment of kicking out Rav, Ishtimit Garme, one of the bones kicked up in the air, Umachye Bekave Bekatle, and it, it flew up into his neck and killed him. Not a good story. Rav Huna was right. It was, a, it was not the right thing to do. Certainly when a man is holding a knife, uh, maybe that's the wrong time to ask for Mechila. I don't know. Uh, that's the story. Next. It, it, it said in the actual translation, Rabbit ground for a grievance against a certain butcher. Mm -hmm. The butcher did not come before him to seek forgiveness. Right. So mm -hmm. what Rabbit wanted to do is like to make is make himself available so the butcher could ask for forgiveness. Right. But Ravuna thought that that was a dangerous idea. That's what the Gemara seems to say. Yeah. Rav was uh, was teaching Torah. He was learning Psukim in front of Rebbe. And once he had already started, Ayel, our, our last turn of the page in the Masechta, Ayel, Asa Rebchia, while he was sitting there, Rebchia walked in. So there were a couple Psukim in. So Rav went back to the beginning, Hadar the Resha. Okay. And then after a couple minutes later, Ayel Bar Kapara, then Bar Kapara walked in. And Bar Kapara, he also, he's like, uh, Rav's like, fine, I'll go back to the beginning, Hadar Laresha. Asr, Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon, the son of Rebbe, Hadar Laresha. Rav, again, went back to the beginning. Asr, Rav Chanina Bar Chama, another person walked in. Omar, he's like, ah, Kulei Haine, Hadar Benezel. I'm going to keep going back to the beginning. Every single time somebody walks in, that's impossible. I'm never going to get anything done. So, lo Hadar. So, he didn't go back. And Ikbid Rav Chanina. Rav Chanina was very upset that Rav, did, we went back for everybody else. Why didn't you go back for me to start back at the beginning? It's not nice. Five lines down, Pezayin and Mibbez, the Gemara says, Ozal Rav Legabe, Tleisar Ma'ale Yoma de Kippure, Velo Ifais. So Rav went for 13 Yom Kippers in a row. 13 Arab Yom Kippers. He went to be Mephayes, Rabbi Chanina, and it did not work. Says the Gemara, I have two questions. Number one, how can that be? First of all, the Amar of Yossi, uh, when you're asking for someone to uh, for forgiveness, matu means like to lean in your direction. It means that you're kind of getting them back on your side. It's a play on words a little bit, kind of uh, colloquialism. What's 13 years in a row? That's way more than three times. So how did that even work out that Rav would ask for forgiveness for 13 years in a row? Says the Gemara, Rabbe Shiny. Rav or Rabbe, different, different gear. So here, if you look at the Meforshim and Oskot and Gimel and Hagos with a whole bunch of different options. But the point here is not Rav 
like the person, even though we're talking about Rav, but Rav the rabbi, when you are a Rav, it's different. It's when you're different, it's different. Okay. And some um, Mephorshim point out that the person of Reb Hanina was actually Rav's Rebbe. And that's different when it's your Rebbe. When it's your Rebbe, you have to go back uh, a billion times until he can give you forgiveness, whatever it is. One of those, two, one of those two possibilities apply. The Reb Hanina. And what about on the receiving end? 13 years in a row, you can't forgive someone for not going back a few psukim and chumash. Why, why would that be the case? That's an unreasonable amount of, uh, of hakpada. After all, you're looking for a get out of jail free card in regards to Kaddish Baruch Hu's onshin. Be mavri al midoso. When people do something that annoy you, just let it slide off. That would be a great thing to do. Why was he being so makbid? It's really strange. Again, like we're not talking about, you know, you really physically hurt me. You didn't go back if you took him in sheer. It's very strange. So says the Gemara, no, we have a perfectly reasonable answer. Says the Gemara, Ella, <clears throat> 10 lines down, Reb Chanina, Chelma Chazi, Chazi le Rab, de Zakvuhu Bedikla. It says that uh, Rabbi Hanina had a dream about Rab that he was hanging from a dikla. Ugmiri, we have a tradition to call the Zakvuhu Bedikla. If anyone in a dream is hanging from a tree, Reshehabe, he's going to be the new Rosha Yeshiva. But the only way he'd become the Rosh Hashiva is if the previous Rosh Hashiva was out, if he died, which was Reb Hanina, and he didn't want to die. So he didn't want to forgive this person. So Amar, Shmamina, Boy Lemebad Rishusa. Amar, he says, Shmamina, Boy Lemebad Rishusa, Velo Ifais, Kihecher, Delezel, Veligmar, Oraisa, Bebabel. Send him out. Let him go teach Torah somewhere else. Let him move to another community. I don't want to be the one to do this. So as long as he's uncomfortable around me, he's likely to get a job somewhere else instead of Oraim. So it was just a, a ruse. It was a whole play, but it wasn't Stam. Let's get into some of the halachos of vidui. We know that vidui is an essential part, of course, of our davening. Um, we say it many, many times over the course of Yom HaKippurim. Let's discuss some of the primary marimakomos, one quarter of the way down. Tanu Rabban and the rabbis have taught us. This is a tosefta, and the tosefta reads as follows. Mitzvah vidui erev Yom HaKippurim im chashecha. The actual mitzvah vidui is right before Yom Kippur as it's getting dark. A person should also do vidui before they eat and before they drink. Because a person might get lost in their meal. Namely, they may drink a little too much. That would be a bad day to drink. And all the sudas that I've had on Erev Yom Kippur, we've never drank wine. We drank water. That's not the day to drink wine, but it was much more common in those days, much more of a staple for those meals. Now it's a little bit of a fancier thing now if you have it with a regular meal during the week. And even though, Taka, you did do vidui beforehand, you should do so afterwards as well. Maybe something inappropriate happened at the table. Maybe you said something you shouldn't have said. Again, a bad day for Lashonar, a bad day for inappropriateness. But nevertheless, we have to say it again after the Suda. And even though you're going to say the vidui at night, as Yom, as Yom Kippur comes in, still you should say it the next morning. And even though you said it in the morning, we're going to say vidui again when it comes to Musaf, but Musaf Yisvada b'Mincha, and even though you said it by Musaf, you're also going to say it by Mincha. B'Mincha Yisvada b'Neila, and by by Neila as well. Even though you said it by Mincha, we're going to say the Vidui all of these different times. Vehechan Omro, where should a person say this? Says the Gemara, Yachid Achar Tefila. So Shleich Tibor Omer Be'Emsa. When a person's in his private Tefila, it should be at the end of his davening, which is exactly where we have our Vidui, Ashamnu Bagadnu, right at the end after after Shalom Rab. V'Shleich Tibor Omer Be'Emsa, and Shleich Tibor. He will say it in the midst of his davening. My Omar, what is considered to be the ideal uh, version of vidui? 
Amarav, the Rav says, what is it? Atayodea raze olam, a language we're familiar with. That's the Iker type of Bidu. Ushmol amar mi ma'ama ke halev. This is a language that we're not familiar with. Belevi amar uvisarasecha kasuv lemor dot dot dot, which is a reference to the Pasuk of Kiviyomazei chaper alechem. Rav Yochanan amar ribon ha'olamim, another tefillah that uh, we do have. Rabbi Huda amar ki avonoseinu rabo bilimnos vechatoseinu atzumumi saper. We have so many avers, also language we're familiar with. Rav Hamnuna amar elokai achshelon otzarti eni kedai achshelon otzarti kilo lo notzarti. Famous language that we're all familiar with from the Yom Kippur davening. Afar ani bechayek kavachom rabbi misasi. I am nothing but the dirt of the earth while I'm alive. Certainly when I'm dead. I am before you like a vessel that is filled with embarrassment and, uh, and disgrace. May it be your will that I should not do any more averos. And that which I did do wrong, please erase them. But not with Yisurim, not with painful things. That's actually what Rava would say that all the time. He would say that throughout the year. However, with the Rav Hamnuna Zuta, uh, he would say it. This language is something that would only be said on Yom Kippur. So Rava said it year round. Fine. Amar Zutra Lo Amran. When is this true? This second vidui that we're talking about. Lo Amran El Delo Amar Aval Anachnu Chatanu. That's if you don't say Aval Anachnu Chatanu. Aval Amar Aval Anachnu Chatanu Sulot Tzarech. That means that the highest level of vidui is to say aval anachnu va'avoseinu chatanu. That language aval anachnu chatanu. You don't need anything else other than that. The Amar Bar Hamdodi Haba Kaimna. He was davening for the tzibur kamei d'shmul va'habayasi. When Shmuel was sitting down, it was during the middle of davening on Yom Kippur. V'chimata shlicha the tzibur va'amar aval anachnu chatanu. When the shliach tzibur got to the point where he was saying aval anachnu chatanu, which is the ikur davening, at that point come may come. At that point Shmuel stood up. That's the appropriate time to stand up. Like we know that, like when we say Hashem, Hashem, Kel Racham and we stand up. So it says the Gemara that people were standing up with other portions of the Tefillah as well that were the Iker parts of Vidu. from the Gemara. It seems pretty clear that the most important language is Avala Nachnu Chatanu. That language is uh, very simple to understand. It's not esoteric. It's very clear. Every everyone understands it. We made we make mistakes. That's what the Gemara says. Omar Shmamina. What we see from here is Iker Vidui. Hi, who? That this is the actual ikrvidui of saying the language of Avala Nachnu Chatan. Then says the Gemara Tanan Hassan, we have a Mishnah that indicates Bishlosha Prakim Bishana three times a year, Kohanim Nosan Eskapem Arba Pa'amim Bayom. There are three times throughout the year where a Kohen would do Nesias Kapayim four times in a day. Bishachris, Bimusaf, Bimincha, Uvini Ilas Sha'arim. By Shachar's Mincha Musaf and Shachar's Musaf Mincha and Ilas Sharm. What are these days? So some of them we're familiar with, and some of them we're not. Here are the times. Betainios on certain fast days, a reference to Tainios Gishomin, not a regular fast day, but one that was set aside for a drought. Uvema Amados, which was a day that references other calamities and other difficulties. Yom where we also have a large number of times where a person will do. Um, where a person will do Nesias Kapayim Akoim. says the Gemara, two lines before the very wide lines. My Ne'ilas She'arim. We said above that we say Ne'ilas She'arim. What's Ne'ilas She'arim? So we're, we know what that is, but Rav Amar Tzlusa Yaserta. It's an extra tefillah, namely. It's not just Shachris Mincha, it's not just Shachris Musaf and Mincha, but after Mincha, Ne'ilas She'arim, we say another Shmona Esrei. All the regular Yom Kippur Shmon Esrei. Ushmol Amar, no, it's not a Shmon Esrei. It's just Ma'anu Mechayenu. It's more Piyutim. It's more of those kinds of things, but it's not actually a different uh, a different Shmon Esrei. Says the Gemara, Shmuel, how can that be? 
First of the middle width lines, 10 lines from the bottom, Mesive, the Bryce writes, it's not like Yushmuel. You said it's not a Nushmuel and Esrei, you're wrong. Or Yom HaKippur, Mispal Sheva Misvade, going into the night of Yom Kippur, we say Shmuel Esrei with seven brachos and say Vidui. B'Shachros, Mispal Sheva Misvade, same by Shachros, seven plus Vidui. B'Musav, Mispal Sheva Misvade, Musav two. B'Mincha, Mispal Sheva Misvade. And take a look at the next line, first of the very long lines. B'Ni Ila, Mispal Sheva Misvade. What are you talking about? How can you say, Shmuel, that there's no Shmona Esrei? The words Tanoihi are not here. The Tanya, right, they are here, they should not be here. The Tanya is the Brisa writes. Yom HaKippur mimcha sheikh mispal sheva mispade v'chosem bevidu divirab meir. V'chacham amor mispal sheva v'imrat zalachton bevidu v'chosem. So we see here that it's very, very clear that when it's dark um, at the end of Yom Kippur that we say another Shmona Esrei, to the Shmuel Tiyufta, we reject that shita. And of course, we hold like Rab that in fact, we do say a separate Shmona Esrei. Uh, Ula bar Rav Nachis Kamei de Rava. Ula was uh, davening for the tzibur for Rava. Pasach ba'atovich hartanu v'siim b'ma anu mechayenu. He wove in during um, <clears throat> during the Neila Shmona Esrei. He wove in Shmuel's shita of ma anu mechayenu v'shavchei Rav. And Rav praised him for including. Um, this is a very difficult Gemara because. Um, Says the Gemara, this was in front of Rabbah, Veshavche Rab. That language doesn't make sense. Veshavche, period, has to be that way. But I looked in the art scroll, it's not that way, right? It says Veshavche Rab. Anybody have an art scroll? It says Veshavche, Rabbah praised him. Rabbah praised him. Good. So it's Veshavche, period. Now, Rabhuna bereid to Rab, my period in the wrong place here. That makes more sense. Because otherwise I was going to say Rav lived before Rabbah. So that doesn't make sense. Veshavche, period. Rabhuna bereid to Rab Nasan Omar, Vyachid Omra. That one would uh, would say this uh, line of Ma'anu uh, Mechayinu after his private tefillah. So we're going to stop right here, five lines before the bottom at Amar Rav, Tefillah Sne'ilah. That's where we're going to start tomorrow night. Uh, I'll do the far majority of the daf and leave our Messiah, David Merzel, a couple of lines at the end, and he will uh, finish up tomorrow night. And wishing, I hope to see all of you tomorrow at Mark's house at 8 o'clock. Doors open, 8.15 program starts. If you haven't signed up, you're running out of time. All daf.org slash seal. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah.